Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Uh, well, we are doing another movie of our holiday extravaganza or our Christmas right. movies. Gotta have the bells. <laughs> Gotta have the bells. All right. Um, today we are doing 1946. This has to be the oldest movie we've done so far. Um, it, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, this was the first movie, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, this is episode 177 for us, guys. This is ridiculous. Ooh. We're getting way up there. Uh, yeah, so it is, uh, it's a wonderful life. Uh, and we always want to tell everybody if you've never found a reason to watch this film, uh, please make this the reason that you do so. You can currently find it on uh, Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. And you can find it both ways. I'm curious to know which way you guys watched it. Was it in color or was it in black and white? And we'll oh. talk about that in just a second. But it is available <laughs> in both versions oh, on yeah. uh, Amazon Prime. And uh, so go find it there. We'll give you a second to go do that and watch it. And then you can come back and join us for the conversation. And you're back. All right. We've all seen the film. We're up to speed. We can talk about it now. And Mandy, of course, you and I don't like to talk about these movies by ourselves because we would just argue about something. We need someone to take sides. And today we're very excited to have returning guests. Please welcome comedian, Mr. Garrett Elzinga, everybody. Yay. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome Thank back. You. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, thanks for coming back. Your Jurassic Park episode is probably one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. It's well, so it's just That's just because it's the longest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, this. I uh, have that T-Rex in the background there yeah. for, for you guys to see. But uh, oh, Matt yeah. gave me that. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, that. yeah. That's amazing. Perfect, perfect place for it. Yep. Um, all right, Garrett. So what's uh, what's going on with life since we saw you last? Not too much. Just um, you know, emceeing at the comedy club, and then uh, it's closing. And so not, now, I know. I'm yeah. so sorry. That's all right. Yeah. Just, I, I don't know. I'll lay low and edit stuff. I guess. Sure. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't done a podcast since probably the last one we did together. So okay. it's been a long time. Nice. Well, well there you go. We're we're letting you dip your toes in a little bit <laughs> before you go do all that. Yeah. Um, and then we always want to ask our guests, uh, Garrett, we always ask everybody, how long had it been since you saw this movie before we made you watch it for the podcast? Uh, I think I think two years because the last time I watched it was with my girlfriend, uh, also previous guest on the podcast, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackie. But we watched it before the big old lockdown of 2020. So we watched it 2019. Okay. But uh, I cropped back on here for sure. We, we forced her to watch a terrible uh, horror film that she yep. did not want to watch. And uh, we keep running into the, every time we think of getting her back on, we're always doing these damn themed shows like the, the Christmas or the Thanksgiving or the Halloween crap. And we're like, yeah, once we get back to just regular movies, you know, we're, we're she's yep. January. <laughs> if, she's, if she's willing, but anyhow, uh, Mandy, yeah, she'll do it. How about you? How long had it been for you? Uh, Last Christmas. I watch it every Christmas. Every year? Okay, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, for me, I okay, this is going to sound weird. Uh, I don't know that I've seen this movie in its entirety in one sitting all the way through. I've seen the whole movie. I guarantee that. It's it's nearly it's on nearly every year in some iteration, somewhere around me at some point. But for me to have sat down and watched this movie the whole way through, I was blown away by like the amount of time that was spent on the flashback portion versus the lead up to that. Yeah. I was like, when do we get to the whole, like, I'm not around anymore and it's affecting other people's lives thing. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, I was pretty happy that they did not waste a bunch of time on that. Cause we get it right. Like we, 
we understand bad things happen if you're not around, right? Like the world is different if you don't exist. We don't need to yeah. know that. We needed the lead up to it, which made us, you know, fall in love with the character and the whole story and the whole thing. So it's very- pretty crazy. I, I never even noticed that until this time watching it where I'm like, why is this a Christmas movie? Because right. it like it starts on Christmas. We have like a big old flashback. And then it's like Christmas again. I'm like, okay, so it starts and ends with a Twilight Zone episode yes, on sure. Christmas. <laughs> but the whole middle is like the movie. Yep. It's really fascinating, but it's, I, I absolutely love this movie. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, and I did, uh, so let's go ahead and uh, figure it out. Which uh, version did you guys watch? The color version or the black and white version? And which do you prefer? <laughs> I'll let Mandy ask first or answer. Um, I, I totally watched the Technicolor. Okay. Um, I had the ch- I had the choice, and I I prefer Jared is visibly reeling in his chair at this moment. I prefer all black and white movies in Technicolor. I feel like it, it gives you details that you wouldn't have seen. It's just like when they redo photographs, like old okay. photographs, and they put color to it because it makes you feel like like that could like you know that person that's in that flight suit from you know World War One or whatever that like could be just like a person that you ran it like into at the sure. grocery store. It gives, it gives it a bit of life that you otherwise are feel you feel so far removed from it, right? I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that yes, I did watch it in color, and I prefer it in color. <laughs> but I know obviously by Garrett's response, he's like, "Hell no." What if he was like, "Hell yeah, dude, I love it in color. It's the great." <laughs> After all that, yeah. All right. I watch every movie in black and white. I convert it. <laughs> It's truest form. That, that new Beatles doc that uh, yeah. Peter Jackson did. I I did my own decolorization process. <laughs> it's watched it in black and white. No, I I watched this movie in black and white because that's how it was filmed. Sure, uh, that's yeah. that's it. I I mean it, it's it's so fascinating to me. Like I used to judge people that watched it in color, but uh, that was until Mandy said that she watched. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, I guess. I mean, that's just what you do. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've always just watched it. I actually have never seen a frame of this in color other than what's on like the DVD box. Yeah. Okay. So for me, the thing is I was, I started watching this movie. Okay. Little peek under the hood for everybody. Garrett and I both misunderstood our assignment here and we (laughs) thought we were supposed to record this last week, Tuesday. So it was my fault. I got all no, it absolutely was not. I looked back and you said next next week. week. And I was like, all right, well, next week means, you know, Tuesday. Well, so anyhow, I started watching it prior to that point, and I was watching it downstairs with the family, and it was in black and white. And then I I was like, Well, we have time, I can rewatch it again. So I started up and I'm talking to my daughter about it, and I'm like, Yeah, this movie is so old, it's actually in black and white. And she doesn't really she doesn't watch that many films that are in black and white. And it fires up and the whole thing is in color. And I was like, wait a second, was I wrong this whole time? Was this movie always in color and I just didn't realize it? And then uh, went back to watch and pull clips again and realized, oh, I just picked two different versions of the same film. So so you watched both. Yeah. Yep. I watched it fully all the way through in color and then realized as I was pulling clips the following time that I watched it, I was like, oh, wait, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how I remember it being. And uh, it was jarring. Like it was, it was a different yeah. experience. I'll tell you. It's such a weird look to yeah. like colorized film. Like even the um, P- uh, Peter Jackson, he also did um, they shall not grow old or something, but it's mm-hmm. world war one footage. And um, that was, they colorized that and they, they did all the stuff and made it look amazing. But 
it looks amazing, but even that it's just so jarring to watch because yeah. it's not like actually in color. They have to go and do that themselves. But so what I mean, Matt, what did you think after watching? Yeah, what, what do you think, Matt? I, I can. I mean, I guess there's again, it, it feels more like you're involved. I don't know. I, when it's black and white, it seems very much like it's a film, like it's meant mm-hmm. to be filmed that way. And that's how you're you're watching something from the outside. When it's colorized, you do get sort of more of a, like you can relate to what's around it better, or like I don't know, it just seems like oh that that color looks good on this person, or uh, hmm. yeah, the people different. were definitely better are better looking, and you know how I, I feel about so. this, yeah, like we're we're so, they're supposed to look good so we can be entertained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> and sorry, Harry, sorry to everybody watching. <laughs> and Harry, it, the the brother was smoking hot like so good looking i was like i don't remember there being like hotties in this movie but maybe i'd always watched it in black and white <laughs> maybe I maybe know. i cry every time because i watch it in black and white if i watch <sighs> it in color maybe i'll just pop a boner instead and be like all right this is, <laughs> oh, this is i balled i t- i watched it twice and i yeah. cried both times so yeah mm. you did you what did you think did you cry since you hadn't really seen it um, I didn't cry. I definitely, it was an emotional movie. It was like, I, I get the whole vibe of this movie. I understand why it, it fits in. But again, we've done a ton of, th- I mean, this that's basically become a trope now. Like the whole, what would life be like if I weren't around thing? You know, yeah. the whole Dickens, you know, nonsense of like the Christmas past and all this nonsense. You know, like, so I got it uh, and it, it hit. Watching this movie, obviously all in a row makes the story hit a little harder. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, you know, it's emotional and it's meant to make you feel that. And, and it did. It does a good yeah. job of that. Um, before we get going too much further, we do have an activity that we do with all of our guests. And it has a theme song. And the theme song goes like this. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right. It is time for chop this synopsis. This is where you guys listening in will get a good idea of what we think about the film. We are tasked with. Uh, the activity to take this film and condense it down to 10 words or less. So take the whole entirety of this movie, which was like, is this over two hours? This movie? Yeah. It's like yeah. two, two ten, I think. Yeah. And so we got to use the whole damn movie and condense it down to 10 words or less. Does anybody want to go first? Do we have any volunteers? I'll go. Mine's not very good. So okay. we'll end on a good note. <laughs> um, I have a story about life's struggles and how they're actually wonderful. Okay. All right. Aww. That's like oh, a very, that's a very sentimental. Yeah, it's like a Hallmark made-for-TV movie vibe. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, so mine might need some context. It's about the movie itself. Okay. Uh, beloved by all, even though some don't realize they're Potter. It, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that is all perfect. Right. Like, that's what I, all I could think, like, in my head was, like, there are two types of people in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and- I know. Uh, yeah. And Potter, unfortunately, are the type of people that run everything. There are too many <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, you know, they're, again, they're the you love the movie also, but for the wrong reason. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I would watch that. <laughs> All right. Mine is, <laughs> uh, mine is broken man decides he doesn't deserve nice things on Christmas. <laughs> like, like, he just never got what he wanted ever. Like, and he just yeah. had to be reserved to that. Like, he's like, All right. I guess life can be wonderful without all the things I ever dreamt of, you know. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I did like <clears throat> is like his parents. I also oh, sorry. Had, I did have a second one that I wanted to throw. Oh. There. This one's a little more uh, curious. My second uh, synopsis for this film is: "You matter more than you think. You're worth more alive." And then I also wanted to just mention out there: I know the holidays can be a tough time of year for anybody. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline number is available twenty four seven at eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Please, if you're feeling anything bad about yourself or anything that yeah anything about life or the world in general give that number a call or call me i don't care but figure out something you got to do other than that they also have uh the website is suicidepreventionlifeline.org okay moving on nice let's do something fun (laughs) (laughs) um no i i don't remember what i was gonna say now i'm just too touched by by all that so no big deal oh um nope it's gone sorry let's kick this thing off uh by sort of using the clips here to kind of explain what's happening uh we kick off the movie it's sort of a foreshadowing of or like yeah it the whole thing is like you said it's a flashback so we get kind of a present ish day uh the 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 angels are talking about what's happening down on earth and here we go this is what we hear hello joseph trouble looks like we'll have to send someone down a lot of people asking for help for a man named George Bailey. George Bailey? Yes, tonight's his crucial night, you're right. We'll have to send someone down immediately. Whose turn is it? That's why I came to see you, sir. Do you guys wish more people it's talked this way? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I just want everyone I ever oh, talk Clarence. to. Well, we've got something going on down there, so we'll have to go take a look. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> I, I want everyone to talk like the mean bartender. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, he ended up being the director of Dick Van Dyke and um, the Andy Griffith show. Huh. Um, he wow. didn't want to be in this movie. His name is Sheldon Leonard. Um, he only played Nick because he wanted m- money to be able to buy baseball tickets. So, all right. And he's a part of hi- like movie history because he begrudgingly played an asshole. Oh my gosh, so bad. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, so what we want to do now, I guess, we'll talk about what were like your uh, outstanding performances, any bright spots in the film, something you weren't really, you know, you didn't remember was great at the time. Uh, but what do you what do you think? I mean, every time I watch it, Jimmy Stewart just just wonderful makes me he makes me forget he was a Republican. <laughs> he. <laughs> oh I no. Mean, <laughs> well, it was back then, so Republicans weren't, you know, storming the Capitol. Um, Not yet. <laughs> yeah, but he, just, amazing. Like, every movie he's in, he just becomes the character, and it's this wholesome yet, like, vulnerable performance. He's yeah. so good, and it just, I'm yeah. enthralled every time I watch him on screen. Yeah, very much the everyman, like, you can relate to every, yeah, his, yeah. And just the amount of emotion pouring out because this movie spans a lifetime, right? Like, so mm-hmm. you gotta, like, you gotta follow him along being a, an apprehensive sort of teen, like ready to take on the world until the very end where he's just beaten down by yes. everything. Yeah. And that shows throughout the film and he's, he's very good at what Yeah, absolutely. My it's, favorite. It's, oh, sorry. Go I ahead. was going to say it's Joker. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, that's the My thing, goodness. too, is like every yeah. villain that you like is one that has a backstory of like mm-hmm. where they, you know, had some kind of 
tribulation or in the, you know, they turn evil. He could have yeah. very well done that. Yeah. No, I, I love the scene. My favorite scene. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, my favorite scene in this movie isn't always is, and I'll, I'll rewatch it and rewind it and rewatch it when um, the robe comes off and she's in the bushes yeah. and he's like, this is a very interesting situation. Mm-hmm. You know, this doesn't happen every day, at least not in Bedford Falls, you know, and Bedford I love, <laughs> I just love yeah, I like that. It's so point- co- comedic. He's great. I feel like at some point we do need to pause and just have everyone do a Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Oh, I've been practicing. Yeah, nice. Um, I just want to mention too. Also, we are uh, we are recording this and uh, broadcasting it live over Twitch. Right now, we have uh, Bob Fredericks, Game Pass Dad, is watching with us on Twitch. Uh, hey, Bob. As well as hey, Lexola, uh, who is oh, our, yay. Our, our Scottish uh, listener. Uh, oh, I'm Scottish. Hey, there you go. Look at that. Uh, she says she's never seen this movie in its entirety. Oh, oh you so, should you go know. watch it. She, she knows. She knows. But anyhow. <laughs> All right, let's get back into it, guys. Uh, Mandy, did you have a standout spot? Was that what you were talking about? Was that? Yeah, that's well, that's my favorite scene. Okay. Um, I think that the little boy. Okay, so just a little, um, just a, a heads up that when Mr. Gower smacks mm. small mm. Jimmy in the beginning, um, he really smacked that kid, and that's actual blood from his ear. No. Really? It, yes, he felt so bad, like because he was actually drunk during that um performance Method act. so wow. and yes and he felt really bad and he hugged him and told him how sorry he was but that little boy during that scene i think he did a really good job i didn't like the part when he's like hot dog you know but that's just bad writing so <laughs> i guess but i enjoyed when he was at the behind the counter at the soda pop shop there and he was trying uh-huh. to pitch the whole ice cream with coconuts in it i really loved that whole thing he's like mm-hmm. i can't believe you kids don't know about coconuts because it comes from the, you know like he thought he was like a real explorer and i really <laughs> i really enjoyed that about him he was reading national geographic and getting himself out of here but um i also thought that uncle billy did a really good job of playing a drunk person i thought that was good yep. yeah the the scene where uncle billy like where he leads him home or whatever and he like shows him the way home he the that big commotion wasn't supposed to happen someone dropped a bunch of film equipment off screen yeah. and then uh, just to keep going uncle billy was like i'm all right so like they kept that in the film oh, which oh. i think is so awesome because it totally made me laugh uh here's a clip of mr gower this i have labeled as mr gower tries to kill a bunch of people uh <laughs> You know what I said? Yes, sir. I... What kind of tricks you bring it away? Oh, there it is. The big slap. Why went right into the living right away? Don't you know that boy's very sick? I can't hear any mice over here. You lazy loaf. Mr. Gower, you don't know what you're doing. You put something wrong in those capsules. I can't I hear now. You got the telegram and you're upset. You put something bad in those capsules. It wasn't your fault. I really Mr. do Gower. think he did a great job, though. Yeah. I mean, that's because like... he's trying to fight through the take right, he's, his, say, the kid's on. like oh my god i'm i'm deaf now yeah I, with a real yes he's really powered through yeah i think like that scene is usually one of the first ones that i start to cry at yeah uh and i'm tearing up listening to it because the kid is it's such a good performance and now i know why yeah. <laughs> just the he's terrified of, of this humanity. drunk man like just the amount of humanity that he had like as a child i don't know that i would have been in that same position that i would have done the same thing that he did like mm-hmm. he understood the whole like he saw the the memo he understood this guy was incredibly sad and he knew yep. that he would never yeah. do this on purpose like never ever ever and he kept that secret the whole time never ratted this dude out and that's great 
my yeah and that that was in 19 it was supposed to be in 1919 so the big spanish influenza outbreak that's how his son died so yeah uh, yep i saw that i thought of covid immediately yes (laughs) uh my i i enjoyed young violet i enjoyed the conversation at the soda jerk there when they're at the counter um just the idea that she's like into boys all like just boy crazy all the time (laughs) And uh, she's got to be like wrangled in, but here's a little clip of young Violet. I like it. You like every boy. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Here you are. Help me down. Help me down. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, idiot. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, oh, there we go. Help he, you uh, down. Mr. Then Gal- he's like, what are you, what are you brain dead or whatever? When yeah. she's like, I don't like coconut. <laughs> uh, Mr. Gower was the Alec Baldwin of his era. I didn't know the gun was loaded situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Lex Ola from Twitch. So. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so the he was loaded. He was the gun. <laughs> That's true. He was absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's yeah. Sorry, yeah, I just probably... I have a ton of fun facts, so sure, I, right. and I I just want to make sure that we tell them. So okay, I'll play this little oh. clip here. This was your okay. gal in town part when she loses the uh, loses the robe here. Or no, not quite there. But I'd say you were the prettiest girl in town. Well, why don't you say it? Well, I don't know. Maybe I will say it. How old are you anyway? Well, well I don't know. Eighteen. Eighteen. It was only last year you were 17. <laughs> I love it. So wholesome. Oh, no, no. Just right. Your age fits you. What if he had said too old? <laughs> <laughs> That's then awesome. The, then he would have been the Jeffrey Epstein of his time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Mandy? Oh, um, so then actually it kind of goes with that scene. You know, that when, when they throw the rocks at the building, um, uh, Donna Reed they were afraid that she wouldn't hit a piece of glass because you know she was a girl and a gal um yeah and so they had like a sharpshooter to shoot out the glass and um but she ended up hitting it because (laughs) she had a really good throwing arm i guess because she used to play uh baseball in high school or softball so they probably didn't have softball back then yeah it's so crazy that she couldn't just say oh i i played softball and then they're like oh okay Right, because they don't like listen to her talk unless she's on camera. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I go back to your trailer. See, <laughs> well, it's the same thing with the with um. Oh, I can't think of the the maid's name. Um, that like she's like the only African American character, and she play. They make her play like a dumbass. Yeah, she's like that. That's why all children should be girls. Yeah, like she doesn't. And then she's about to tell her, well, then there wouldn't be any children. But then she's like. Oh, why bother? Like she doesn't know how babies are made. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, like this is, I guess it was 1946, but here's the here's the throwing rock scene. Then I'll throw a rock at the old Granville house. Oh no, don't. I, I love that old house. No, you see, you make a wish and then try and break some glass and you gotta be a pretty good shot. Imagine the, the oh, sharpshooter no, waiting it's full of <laughs> in the wings, <laughs> just like I got this, my I moment in the sun. <laughs> he ends up shooting the one that Jimmy Stewart throws. <laughs> He was the Alec Baldwin of his time. <laughs> See, now you try. Well, not just one wish, a whole hatful. A whole, whole hatful. A whole hatful. <laughs> and the next day, and next year, and a year after that, I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Spoiler it's... alert. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's so funny that made me tear up because i was like this was me in march of 2020 i was like mm. I'm gonna shake the dust. I'm gonna shake the dust off these boots and lasso the moon for you. Yeah. And I, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, you didn't. Spoiler alert. What you want, Barry? What you want? What you, want? you want? You want the moon? You want the moon? <laughs> Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this movie. Uh, pivots around like the whole idea of like not being here not do you guys so that's a, it's a trope like i said it's there are movies there are several movies that are like this one uh do you guys have any others that are in that same vein of movies that you also enjoy watching like can you compare this to a different movie scrooge okay <laughs> we just did that one <laughs> i absolutely love that movie did you yeah. what did you guys say it's okay oh it's it's good i like it yeah i like um it. bill murray did, didn't like it <laughs> Yeah, him and Donner, the director, like disagreed yeah. all the time. And yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it's so funny because I think it's one of Bill Murray's best performances. I mean, right. and critics were just like, he's too mean. And you're like, you realize this is a Christmas carol, right? right. Like, you, who, who wants an Ebenezer Scrooge that's like just kind of a dick? Like, right. you <laughs> want, he has to be awful to have that character arc. Sure. I feel like they made, um, they, that they made Jimmy Stewart be pretty awful in this movie there were parts where like when he first goes back to mary's house after she gets back from college and he's like a total dick to her Mm -hmm. and i'm and then like and she's all still wants to like make out with him i'd be like fuck you i'm gonna sam's on the phone like i'm not dealing with your shit at least he's nice to me she was in love and he was too he was just trying to hide it yeah he wanted to go to town and he didn't he had all of these obstacles in the way and love was one of those obstacles and also to be, if she didn't get herself married off at some point, she was just going to become an old maid. That's what happened to women uh, back then. If you're not married off by the time you're like, you know, 20, you're, you're done for it, you know? <laughs> she was like, Wish. I, I got to get involved with something. Like, that's why the mom was like, you got some suitors calling for you. And she's like, I want this guy who's getting out of town. That yeah. sounded more like Nick the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> that was the same part, actually. He played both. He was trying to get extra but, tickets. But that? then when he's so mean to the kids, too, like, that yeah. I hated that part too. Yeah. So oh, I always fast forward through that. Oh, at the like when he's home at the end and he's yelling at all the kids. Yeah. Yeah. When the money yeah. gets lost, which I always fast forward through when uh, I fast forward through when oh. Uncle Billy realizes that Brutal. he doesn't have the money anymore. Oh, and he shakes, he shakes Billy. <sighs> yeah. That's that's another that to me it's interesting to see the um parallel between him and uh what's the what's the drunk at the beginning with the the capsules the poison mr gower mr gower Gower. that it reminds me of mr gower hitting him and he's become like that blinded by rage kind of thing your lowest point nothing matters it's yeah you're going to fucking jail and it's going to ruin your whole life and yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i see that as like wonderful wonderful writing yes um all right, I'm just trying to run through some of these clips we've done already. So go ahead and. Oh well, we were talking about that scene just because we were talking about it when he when they finally kiss. Um, he was nervous about the phone kiss because it was his first on-screen performance after returning from World War II, which I don't know if you knew this, but he um, was a pilot in World War II. He joined a year before um, Pearl Harbor, and he became a he was a colonel before oh. this. Like he was mm-hmm. a colonel in the Air Force. So um so. Oh, I was just going to, did he have a movie career prior 
Yeah. Yes. And, and so he was like, he was military. the first actor to go to like go to war. Okay, and like during openly that. Go. Mm-hmm. I think Frank Capra went as well, didn't he? I don't know. Maybe. I think so. Let me, I'll look that up. <laughs> well, well, he was so nervous that, um, the Stuart filmed the scene with only one unrehearsed take and it worked so well that part of the embrace was cut because it was too passionate hmm. um, to pass the censors because, you know, people were all worried back then. Sure. But I didn't think it was passionate. I, I was like, he's missing her mouth. Like they're just yeah, smashing their faces yeah, together. Like it was for sure. Yeah. It was just very weird. Although it was sexy. Like when they're both trying to listen to the phone and you just know that that tension, like they can feel each other's body heat. Like they're so close and, He's like sniffing her hair. I was like, yeah. Now you listen to me. I don't want any plastics. I don't want any ground floors. And I don't want to get married ever to anyone. You understand that? I want to do what I want to do. And you're... And it's you, and Mary. Mary. George, George, George. <laughs> no. Sorry, what were you going to say, Garrett? Oh, Frank Capra did serve in... Uh, huh? It looks like World War One and World War Two. Nice. Gotcha. Man, imagine that happening now. Like, it just doesn't happen now. Like, yeah. Someone, anyone who's famous is like, meh, I don't think I'm going to do anything, you know, to help. We should send anyone that's anti vax. We'll just send Miles Teller and uh, Shailene Woodley. They can go fight. Uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan, whatever. Eric, yeah, I was Eric, just going to say Joe Rogan. <laughs> Eric Clapton. Hey, he can go over there. <laughs> yeah. Fucking dummies. Now. Uh, can we not swear? I'm sorry. We're on Twitch. Can we swear? Uh, no? Yeah, it. go Fuck for it. it. We don't care okay. about anything. Yeah, you like... haven't, there haven't been any cunts in this one. <laughs> Perfect. Now there is. Now, yeah. <laughs> um, well, okay. I did, I, do rem- I did cry, okay? And I cried at a weird, maybe a weird spot. I don't know if it's a weird spot or not. But when they go back to the bank and there's the run on the bank and they're getting ready to leave on their honeymoon and everyone's trying to take all their money and the guy was like, I want all of my money. I want it all. And so he's like, fuck it, give it to him. And she's like, I've got $2,000. How much do you need? And when that woman comes up and we get this scene here. Oh, God. I can get along with 20 all right. And I'll sign the paper. You don't have to sign anything. I know you You pay when you can. That's okay. All right, Miss Davis. (laughs) Could I have $1,750? That's your heart. Of course you can have it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yep. He he was happening every... Every clip you played, like yeah, just it's fucking just like it wells up. It's years. like this yeah. woman, she understands that this you just what whatever you can do to get by and we will stay afloat and everything will be fine. And she's like sacrifices her own fucking money. She's like, all I need, the bare minimum. And he's like, You got 50 cents? Like, let's do this. <laughs> well, and that was that kiss to her was unscripted. Um, the her name is Ellen Corby, and Kappa took Ellen Corby aside and he's like, Hey you know, give him a low number, but make it kind of an odd, like an odd number. So she decided to say 1750 Perfect. and then he kissed her. Yeah. There was um, also too, when he did the scene in the bar, when he's praying and mm. he's crying and everything like that scene was, it was filmed farther away. And because of the fact that he begins to sob, like in his own emotions, like his yeah. real you know, Jimmy Stewart emotions, they, they actually zoomed in. So it's really grainy, like other than the rest of the film, like it, it doesn't look as good because of the fact that they weren't planning on filming it as a close shot, but because of his facial expressions and his like major sobbing, they got closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I imagine that would be tough to like, take it again, like do that again, except, you know, yeah. 
Be, be oh, we we didn't have the we ran out of film or, yeah. or the cap the cap was on the camera. Do you can you imagine how many like perfect takes were missed over the course of making movies on film where they legit just ran yeah. out of film at the end of a take and we're like, well, I guess we'll have to try it again. But just so so much, yeah, so many times because you well, hear and, and they take so many... they take the bad takes that back then too because they're like we're not paying for the extra film. Right. Like, we're just going to go with what we had. Yeah. Well, and, but like so many films that you hear about now that were like, we did 45 takes, but the first take is the one we used. It was always the perfect one or whatever. But like, yeah, just imagine those perfect fucking takes are just gone forever. It sucks. Unless you're Stanley Kubrick and then there's 5,000 takes of each each scene. Yeah. (laughs) I love these people that are like, Stanley Kubrick's a genius. And I'm like, is he? (laughs) (laughs) Is he really? I mean, he's made some amazing films, but like at the expense of other people, I don't think that's genius. Yeah, he's a potter. <laughs> yeah. I've also been made aware that it is, in fact, okay to cry on Twitch too. So just so you're... Just oh, so good. You're, we, can, we can do that. Uh, all right. You can so cuss and you can cry. This is where George speaks to the board uh, prior to them deciding to disband. He didn't save enough money to send Harry to school, let alone me. But he did help a few people get out of your slums, Mr. Potter. And what's wrong with that? Well, yeah, take that. Here, you're all businessmen here. Don't it make them better citizens? Doesn't it make them better customers? You you said that they, what'd you say just a minute ago? They, they had to wait and save their money before they even thought of a decent home? Wait, wait for what? Until their children grow up and leave them? Until they're so old and broken down that the, you know how long it takes a working man to save $5,000? Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you 5000 yeah. They do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Love it. So good. So good. It is. It's, it's a combination of the writing, but it's also, it's very much Jimmy Stewart. Like, yeah, it needs to be some, he was like the fucking... Like the the wholesome everyman Tom Hanks of his mm-hmm. time, and I love it. I love this movie a lot, and it's I just still. I was surprised by how much I loved it. It's still so relevant. Yeah. Like you hear that you're like, this is if you scroll through Twitter, this is the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I just ramp it up so... fifty thousand instead of five thousand, and then that's yeah. the same movie. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that'll buy a fourth of a house. Yep. Like, yeah. right? I hate. Uh, anyway <laughs> um that's a and and th- remember when he offers him twenty thousand a year mm-hmm. um into in twenty in twenty twenty dollars that would have been an equivalent of three thousand three hundred and seventy two thousand eight hundred and seven dollars a year yeah so yeah that's a lot man yeah but you're right though it down yeah yeah mm-hmm. you turn it down yeah uh okay we're about to get to the end of the first half of the program uh, that means we're about to break for a commercial, but before we do, I want to make sure we pose the question to everyone listening on Twitch and also to you guys as well. Every time we uh, have an episode that we record, we do a Facebook question of the day. And today the Facebook question was how much is the most money you have ever lost and like not recovered? Oh. Like you just lost it and it was gone forever. Um, That's a good one. So if you have any uh, response to that, we'll take that after the break and we will be right back after these messages. Hey everybody, it's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast. Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny. Free episodes every Monday and Thursday. Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. 
Thanks. And we're back. All right. Thanks, guys, for uh, doing what those ads said to do. It was most likely just Stu and his podcast, The Elemental Podcast. Make sure you go follow him. He sends you, he sends his listeners to us, so we like to send our listeners to him. And you know what? While you're at it, join his Patreon. He needs some help playing, paying off all of his medical debt. Uh, <laughs> oh, go, go of course you. <laughs> it's that damn uh, uh, ambulance ride, man. They just yep. oh, right? they force you into an ambulance and tell you it costs $700. Good luck. But, right. right. So go help him this out. This fucking country. I know. It's ridiculous. God damn it. All right. Ah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I just, it yeah. sucks. Everything. You're just like, I guess, whatever. I yeah, mean, that's like, just what, what we're do? in. Fine. It's, it's like people are like complaining about gas prices. Like, what are you going to do? Walk? I mean, you're just yeah. fucking whatever. Just, just do it. Calm and down. it's not like it's just you. Like you're, you're like taking it personally. Now, like they're they only charging you. Yeah. Dude, know. we're all pissed about it. Can we get together and do something? No. no. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like renewable resources. Like let's. That would help. Guys, it's not possible. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're back now. And uh, it's time to visit the Facebook question of the day. Again, I just want to remind everybody that Facebook question of the day was how much is the most money you've ever lost, like lost, lost, not got it back money. Uh, I want to check in on the Facebook question. I just posted this like 15 minutes before we started, so I wasn't expecting a lot, and we didn't, frankly, we didn't get a lot. Uh, but we did get one, so let me go ahead and check on that real quick. Back it up. Where were we at here? That wasn't it. That wasn't it. It was listener Stacy. There we go. Listener Stacy says... I think the largest amount of money I ever misplaced was $20. I'm not as irresponsible as Uncle Billy, uh, but at the casino, I never gambled away more than $100. I'm also cheap. So that's just someone who keeps track of all their money at all times. So, uh, But I do want to pose the question to you guys. Do you remember a time where you ever lost a pile of money? <laughs> I mean... Do, does my mom owing me $6,000 count? <laughs> I knew it, Garrett. I was like, uh, when as soon as I typed this question out, I was like, well, Garrett's got one for sure. Well, I'm not going to be like, you know, nothing never happened to me because yeah. I've never like personally lost money. But I mean, that was over the course of years, but I, I will never get that money back. Sure. So yeah. there's that six thousand yeah. dollars. Um, Lex Olafovich uh, said, "Does money I spent on education count?" <laughs> for real, I was gonna yeah, say that. That's a good I got, question. I got my bachelor's degree in criminal justice, and now I'm a fucking lunch lady. Yeah. Like, and yeah, the worst part too, like, is that um, you know I actually enjoy being a lunch lady more than I work, did working for the court for eleven years. I was like, if I would have known that this would have made me so fucking happy. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I could have owned like the Kate, like the company that they by now. Oh, <laughs> like if I would have just started out, you know, right out of high school. Uh, <laughs> so yes, I have lost money. <laughs> I have uh, sort of lost. I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, I dropped my wallet in the parking lot of a subway somewhere in Illinois on, mm. on a family vacation when we were switching seats. And we got to, we got like halfway down to it. We were somewhere in Arkansas. We were heading to Texas. We were somewhere in Arkansas and I got a phone call and they're like, I think I have something of yours. And I was like, Hey, maybe you do. And then they were like, I, I found this wallet and it had your name in it and your phone number. Uh, I had a phone tree from where I worked. We had like, if one per, like if there was a disaster at work, we were supposed to call the next person down on the phone tree. Mm. 
So everyone got a copy of it and it had everyone's name on it and phone number. So they went, they went through my wallet, found that phone tree, matched the name with my driver's license. And we're like, Hey, this must be his number. They did all this work to get to me. And I was like, this is so great. And I was like, Hey, can you please use the money that's in the wallet to ship it down to me? Here's the address where we're going to be staying. And they're like, yeah, I will do that. That'll be great. And I was like, by chance, how much money is in there? Uh, it was supposed to be like 200 and there was like $200 and some change. It was like $204. And the woman was like, yeah, I'll totally use this money to send it down to you. There's $4 in here. And I was like, what the fuck? No. So either, which I don't even care. Honestly, that either that woman took $200 or the person who brought her the wallet. She said one of her employees brought it in, took $200 and left the change. But to be fair, here's the, the ticker. Uh, I had my driver's license, my social security card, mm. and my birth certificate were all in my wallet. What so, are you doing, man? I don't know. I was an idiot. I was traveling across the country with all of my documentation. And if I had lost that, I would have had zero ways to prove that I was me ever. Like, yeah, if, that's I, crazy. if I lose my wallet, I mean, if I lose my driver's license, I'll just bring in my birth certificate and my social security card. And be like, <laughs> here you go. But I lost literally every piece of document that shows that I am me. And uh, I was like, I will gladly have just given away the $200 to get all that back. And she totally <laughs> mailed it to me and I got it all back. So, you Ooh. know what this, the, this reminds, like, I thought it was really weird that I could, I took Kate to get vaccinated and they didn't like check my ID. They didn't need her. I brought her birth certificate in case yeah. they needed it. But I was just like, like the kid I babysit, I could literally just be like, Hey, let's go get vaccinated. I can right. be like, here's my son, Logan, you know, you he needs. You have a mission Vaccine. now, Mandy. That's just what you're supposed to do. At this <laughs> yeah. Stop by, grab any child you can and go get them vaccinated. Yes, I just, please, I felt please, like I, for the love of God, <laughs> save their lives, please. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I really feel like you guys should be like keeping better tabs on this. Right. Like, Whose kids these are, but yeah. Yes. Or even that that's her. I mean, I, it, yeah. they didn't know who I was. They, you know, they don't take anything from you. They're like, here, fill out this form. True. You could have just gotten some neighborhood kid that's been vaccinated 20 times just so a bunch of parents can have the card. <laughs> yeah swap that's, out names that actually that has actually happened there's a oh. guy that's been getting shots for people oh wow uh, but yeah i can't oh. remember where it's like australia or something but oh my god i bet that fucker is gonna be like patient zero for like the, yeah. the zombie apocalypse or something no he'll he'll be fine other than some side effects but yeah. it's not gonna <sighs> kill him isn't that crazy like you could get 20 fucking shots of vaccine and it's like yeah i mean he's gonna be fine like <laughs> people are afraid of one or two right uh. <laughs> This guy's a super soldier and he'll never get sick. From yeah. This guy, this guy's had 20 and now he's Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that would help. Maybe that's what they, people need to know. It's yeah. a super serum and you'll be all set. But uh, all right. Let us continue on with the program. They could do like an anti-vax hunger games where like, if you don't, you like your name goes in a bin and then you guys. <laughs> yeah. I volunteer as, as uh, whatever. Yeah. Oh Tribute. God. Uh, okay sorry along with the next part of the podcast this is my favorite part guys this is when we start up the games we just mm -hmm. talked about mr stu McAllister, so let's go ahead and play his song first he provided this theme song to us while he was live on the show here we go box office theme song <laughs> perfect box office theme song short and sweet andy take it away all right how much garrett how much do you think it costs to make this movie back in 1946 remember they had to pay for that sniper too the sharp yeah i mean that's <laughs> that's where most of the budget that and the snow yeah, yeah and, and just so you know i'll tell you guys this real quick too to give you like 
Um, there was this, they won an award for like technology in filmmaking because of the snow before snow was always um, painted cornflakes. And it yeah. was so loud that they had to like dub the, the audio in over it. Um, and they didn't want to do that. So it was a mixture um, pumped through a, a machine. Um, and it was made out of uh, fomite, which is a firefighting chemical, which back then it was probably like fucking asbestos, but yeah. whatever. Well, it's um, causing PFAS now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was also soap and water. Uh, the mixture was pumped into a high pressure wind machine. It created silent falling snow. 6,000 gallons of new snow were used in the film. Um, okay, so they that plus the um, the set of Bedford Falls. It was constructed in two months, and it was one of the longest sets that ever been made in an American movie. It covered four acres. Um, it included 75 stores and buildings, a Main Street, a factory district, and a large residential slum area. Main Street was 300 yards long. Three and imagine if they let people live there now. Like They just were like, yeah. <laughs> We'll leave this up and let a bunch of people move in. No big deal. It's, <laughs> it's utterly mind blowing because back then they were like, you know, we can't shoot outside. And now we're like, why would you shoot inside? Yeah. Like, why would you build all that? It's out there. You can just go to a city. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Yep. But it's so, a beautiful set. Yes. And so I just wanted to give you a little bit of background. So you had some idea of cost. All right. So, so convert that to 1937 or whatever the hell it was. 46. 46. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I know it bombed at the box office, but you, you're saying how much did it cost? Yes. How much did it cost to make? Uh, I'm just, I'm going to go and say it's, it was very expensive to make. Uh, and 46, I don't know. I want to say like 30. This might be too much. Let's do 20. Let's do 20 million. I think it costs 20 million to make. Okay. Matt? <laughs> Man, I would have, I would say like 5 million, maybe like top. Okay. Yeah. It was, it cost 3.1 million. Okay. Ah, damn it. Okay. That was way, <laughs> way far off. Well, cause I just started thinking of the conversion between 20,000 to the 300 and something thousand today's money. And I was like, God damn, that was, a, that's an expensive fucking movie. If it was anything more than 5 million, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Noise. All right. So, um, Garrett, how much do you think of this movie has made? Since then? Uh, yeah, roughly. I don't know. 75 million. <laughs> okay. <know>. Matt? <laughs> I mean, uh, let's say 100 million. It, it's only made $6.1 million. Oh, wow. You're kidding. Okay. No, it, and actually, like, just in box office sales, it only made $3 million. So it actually, yeah. like, barely, I mean, it broke even. Yikes. So, yeah. Which How could a movie this good? Sucks. Also, when you oh. were talking about the color, uh, the, the snow, watching the mm-hmm. in-color version of the snow was awful. Like, everything was just dripping and pouring. Yes. And all, it was way worse watching it in color, by the way. But, yeah. I'll I'm going to pull that up on YouTube for sure. <laughs> the color version of yeah. I it's so funny. I own it. I own a two disc edition DVD uh-huh. and uh, it's got the black and white and the color version. And I've literally never put the color version disc in. Sure. It's something. It's really something. Well, when you do look at Harry, the brother, because he's hot <laughs> in color, let me take my pants off first. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> OK. <laughs> I mean, Mary is very beautiful too. They did a good job because a lot of times like Violet is very mousy. Like I don't, other than like her body, I don't think that she was a good looking. That's the other thing too, is like 
they talk about these like beautiful starlets and stuff from back in the day, but very rarely do I think that when I look at their photos of like that, that person is really super beautiful. I don't know why. And it could be the black and whiteness of it. I don't know. It's hard to, although Betty White, Betty White's picture when she was in her like twenties or whatever, I was like, damn Betty, damn Betty going on. (laughs) They're all beautiful. (laughs) Yes. true. Uh, That's true. Next next game guys are we ready we're gonna jump right yes. into it theme song goes like this let's play guess the age time for guess the age mandy take it away all right garrett how old do you think clarence was um it's henry traverse how old do you think he was when he played clarence oh man <sighs> 60 60 <Okay. laughs> That's uh, it. I'll say he was 57. Okay, he was 74. He what? was old. Oh, he yeah. fell at one point. <laughs> I know. That's no, 1940s. That's I was, I, well, in, I was yeah. looking at, I think in Technicolor 2, they, it makes their skin look really good. Because I once I watched it after I knew how old he was. And I was like, there's like barely any wrinkles on his face. Um, all right. How old do you think? um lionel barrymore who played mr potter was oh he's got to be older right 84 (laughs) oh by the way rips to everyone (laughs) there's not a single person that was in this movie that is still alive (laughs) that makes sense donna reed died like the earliest didn't she i yeah i think she died i think in the 70s i'm not sure yeah so sad Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, um sorry think? how old do you think mr potter was <laughs> i said 84 <laughs> gargoyle yeah. you gotta count his rings or something i don't know uh, <laughs> count his chins <laughs> <laughs> that's my impression of potter now push me over here ball. oh by the way when you're done with this we don't have i don't think we've heard from mr potter yet if you have any clips Ooh, of him right, what if i just didn't what if i was like fuck that guy we don't need to hear from mr potter <laughs> <laughs> We hear him every day from Mar-a-Lago. True. Oh, true. So true. Uh, I will say six. No, I'll say, yeah, I'll say 62. He was 68. What? Yeah. How the fuck was Clarence older? <laughs> so much older, yeah. Did they put makeup on this guy? I don't know. I, I don't no, know. I mean. It takes a couple years off. I mean. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> takes a couple miles off. <laughs> um. I do think that Clarence had like he had a full head of hair too, like very thick white mm. hair. So that probably made him look younger. Here's uh here's Mr. Potter. George Bailey is not the common ordinary yokel. He is an intelligent, smart, ambitious young man who hates. He's his complimenting job, him, and he still I still hate him. Alone almost as much as I do. A young man who's been dying to get out on his own ever since he was born. Man. A young man, the smartest one in the crowd, mind you. He's about, to, he's about to tie him to a railroad track. Or <laughs> All right. Oh my Gosh, God. Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the average joker, okay? Okay. <laughs> oh my God, that was so and good. He said, to me, sir. he said, sir. He said, sir. Okay. Here's the deal. Okay. 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 <laughs> people tell me, people tell me it's a wonderful life, it's a good movie. People tell me. Well, well it, it is, sir. <laughs> Just going back. And when are you going to lasso the bird? Come on. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, right. This is awesome. <laughs> hold, 
remember, this reminds me of when you were like, come on, come on over here and fuck this bottle. Do you remember that? When you were doing the New York woman? Yeah, women from New York. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, that was from uh, like our third episode or something. Yeah, I can check it out. (laughs) All right. um... Lexola said she lives for a Donald Trump impression. She's having a lot of fun over here on Twitch. Yeah, that's like the best I've heard. Like you, you could you're better than like anyone like on SNL or anything. Oh, I mean, well, Alec Baldwin's definitely not going to do it for a long time. So, (laughs) true story. Tear tattoo. All right, Um, Donna Reed. How old do you think she was, Garrett? In forty six. I'm going to say twenty seven. Hmm. Okay, Matt. Like twenty-two. Okay, she was twenty-five. Yeah. Which back then, I mean, she was She's like almost done with her career. I know. That's a, <laughs> they didn't have all the the fat suckers and the lip fillers back then. So. It's like twenty movies until you're twenty-seven, and then on Golden Pond, and then you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, how they treated them. Yeah, you get on a soap opera at some point, and you're and you're. Mm-hmm. 70s and then you just ride out until you're done yeah yeah but the men will be like 65 and then then they'll still be playing the the leading man role with like a 22 year old girl yeah enter james bond (laughs) (laughs) fucking roger Um, moore was like in his like 57 58 and looked like an old woman in a view to a kill (laughs) and then tanya roberts was the bond girl she's like easily i don't know 22 yeah crazy uh, yeah, so crazy a lot of just um a lot, of, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of covering up some gray hairs i got a feeling all right all right um how and then we'll do last but not least james stewart he go it's james it's not jimmy and mm-hmm. um, all the things so how old do you think jimmy stewart was <laughs> i'm gonna i don't think he was that old but i don't think he was that young because he'd been to war um yeah. i'm i'm gonna say 32 Okay. I was gonna go with 35. Yeah, he's 38. Okay. What? Which wow. is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And just so you know, Uncle Billy, Thomas Mitchell, he was 54. And Gloria Graham, who played Violet, or Gra- yeah, Graham, I think it's pronounced. She was only 23. So okay. she still had a lot of miles miles on those tires. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, let me try to find a... We haven't played a clip here in a bit. Let's see what we've got left over here. Oh, this was fun. You know what the three most exciting sounds in the world are? Uh-huh. Huh? Anyone? No. <laughs> you know what the three most exciting sounds in the world are? Uh-huh. Breakfast is served, lunch is served, no, dinner... No, Love it. No, no. Anchor chains, plane motors, and train whistles. Peanut. Man, he was so desperate to travel. Yeah, it's so thirsty. sad. He wanted to get out of town so like, bad. He couldn't take a vacation to at least go somewhere. Like that is insane. Yeah. yeah. But Although, he never it, that's the thing is like if you save enough money, you can use it to go, but it's like if you have to keep staying where you are, you keep going through that money and you yeah. can't use it to fucking get out. It's so yeah. sad. Did it's you this, ever, like vicious circle? Did you travel as a child, Garrett? Like did you did your family go places? at all oh uh, we went someplace we went to springfield illinois um because i was obsessed with uh the simpsons eight no abe lincoln uh, <laughs> and then like nashville we went to some wax museum i don't really remember anything 
Okay. Um, but I mean, there was some times where we'd go on trips. I went to Florida with my grandma and then got teased by my like distant cousins. So that was nice. Um, <laughs> At least you're the farthest from home. So <laughs> yeah, let me, let me get away from these guys. Uh, we didn't. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere when I was a kid. The furthest we ever went was like Cadillac, Michigan to visit my aunt. Mm. And then we would go every once in a while, like every couple of years, we'd go to like Cedar Point in like Sandusky, Ohio. Mm. And that was yeah. the furthest we ever went. When I got like when my wife and I got married and stuff, it was just like she traveled constantly when we were kid or like when she was a kid and the, she had visited. She's visited all but two. She's visited everywhere. But uh, Alaska and California are the only states that she hasn't visited in the United States. Those seem weird. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, or no, Alaska, I, think, I get. But maybe Hawaii. Yeah. There was Alaska, Hawaii and uh, California. And her dad always said that she was saving. He was saving California for her. Like when she grew up. Like she could take her family trip out. Oh, Colorado nice! And be like, "That's the the first time I've ever been here was on my own," sort of things, which was kind of yeah. a neat deal. Uh, but yeah, we never went anywhere. So the idea of like saving up money to travel was a thing for like you just can't like you you use mm-hmm. the money you own to be to like to live to live. There's nothing else you can do with it. Yeah. My parents went on vacation twice a year. They went to Daytona for Bike Week, and then they went to Las Vegas for a pool tournament. And we got to stay home, just me and my sister. And I would 1000% like n- prefer that to going on a vacation with them. Like, True. yep, peace. See ya. Thanks for leaving us here. Do you and- find that way now? Like, do you, would you prefer like a staycation type situation or do you want to go places? Um, I mean, I, I like to go places, but it's, Kate's really little. So it's hard. We've, oh, we've taken yeah. her to Florida twice. Yeah. Um, when when we were dating, we went to Colorado. We had Jamaica. We went on our honeymoon. Yeah, um, that kind of thing. But I I like to travel. I don't particularly. I don't like to fly. I do it because it's way faster. Sure. But I'm not a I'm not a fan. That's the thing. With us too. We've driven everywhere. I've never flown, but we've been to Texas several times, Florida several times. I've been out to Iowa a bunch, and but yeah, I've yeah. never flown in an airplane. I don't like vacations where you have to do a bunch of stuff. Like sure. yeah, I want to just be able to sit and read a book and relax. Yeah. Like I don't want to have to come home and feel exhausted from my vacation. So yeah, All right. I was stalling a little bit because our next game is what's that sound. And I only have one. So here's the- <laughs> coming in hot. Sorry. Always. Did you hear that sound? Sound. <laughs> Garrett, did you hear the sound, Mary? Did you hear it? Well, well what do you want to hear? Is it a sound? Let me rope the sound and we'll pull it down for you. Mary, um, let me let me lasso the speakers and I'll just hear it. <laughs> we'll just turn them right in on you. You'll uh, turn it and hear it. Um, you'll you'll appreciate this, Garrett. Uh, a bit of a sound engineer yourself. Mm. Uh, Jared Hibbs is the one who submitted that as a sound. Uh, yep. It's actually like three different tracks of him trying it three different ways. And I was just like, fuck it. We'll layer them all together. So I just <laughs> layered all three of them and called it good. So that's why it sounded all muddy and stupid. That's my it, fault. It sounds pretty good, though. Yeah, it's, right? What are you going to do? You got you to gotta, you gotta make something out of nothing. Here we go. All right. Our next uh, game is What's That Sound? And this is where I take a sound from the film. I'll play it for you out loud. And Garrett, you get the first at bat. You tell me what's happening on screen. If you can't get it, it goes to Mandy. And if Mandy can't get it, we'll try to throw it out to Twitch and see what happens. Here we go. This is the sound. Oh, let me... Let me uh, Run up the volume here real quick, and this is it. Um, okay. Uh, it isn't it isn't it the uncle falling? 
like he turns and then falls and yeah this is, that's the off-screen that's the, fall yeah, that yeah, yeah the, off-screen. the one that's that the, wasn't actually him falling that's fun you know that's the sound of all the color film that they were gonna yeah. use but <laughs> just a bunch of empty cans <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> i'm all right yeah. <laughs> Love it. all right so that was it for that game short and sweet sorry guys i tried to pull <laughs> i tried to pull sounds and i was like what the hell do you pull from this that's gonna make you sense you didn't want to use the slapping of the child right. <laughs> <laughs> like wait and then everyone's like wait i hear crying so i, I during the crashing of the car at the end and right. destroying that tree yeah all right so uh, there's that that's the end of that one but we are going to move on we've got another game this one has we've got two of this one so let's play this theme song real quick oh fun first matt plays a backwards clip then he plays some forward clips. Then he gets to pick your brain to see which two clips are the same. Backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Let's play, let's play backwards, forwards. Of course, that theme song provided by listener Stacy, who we heard from. Oh my her. God, if they're gonna, if this is going to be Jimmy Stewart, we're not going to be able to understand <laughs> shit. We're not going to be able to pick anything because he already sounds like he's talking backwards. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like <laughs> someone was talking forward, reversed it, and then tried to play it backwards and then reverse that and this is well, what we get well don't you know matt uh, i'm i'm a back masked person that's, yeah, that's, all, that's all i do uh all right we've got two of these uh to go on so basically what this is i'm gonna play a sound i'm gonna play somebody talking in reverse and then you're gonna get a chance to tell me which which phrase it is forward that's how it goes here we go first one goes like this Oh yeah, I'm gonna play the backwards part a bunch of times in a row. I'm gonna crank it up a little bit more too. Here we go. Backwards part only. Okay, that's just the backwards part. Now I'm gonna play the whole damn thing and you tell me whether it's one, two, three, or four. Here we go. What's wrong with that? Get your fingers on. I've said too much. Without crawling to Potter. <laughs> can you play it one more time? I sure can, yep. What's wrong with that? Get your fingers on. I've said too much without crawling to Potter. All right. What do you think? One, two, three, or four? I think it's two. Okay. Mandy? I think it's one. Okay. I'm going to play it again. What's wrong with that? Get your fingers on. I've said too much without crawling to Potter. It is number two. Wow. Yay. Good job. Good job. Get your fingers on. Get your fingers on. <laughs> uh, Lexola says, wait, were they all backwards? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, here we go. All right, I'm going to play this backwards part a bunch of times in a row. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Throw me a snowfish. Yeah, I love when they sound like words. When it actually sounds yeah. like a sentence. Well, the first ones are like something, something first aid or first date or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Grow me a snowfish. Right. <laughs> you guys are so. <laughs> it really does sound like that. It's absolutely grow me a snowfish for sure. All right here we go. Grow me a snowfish. Say five thousand dollars. People were human beings. Just remember this, Mr. Just one thing more. All right. I can do it again if you need it. Oh, no. Say $5,000. People were human beings. Just remember this, Mr. Just one thing more. 
right. one, one more time. Okay. Say $5,000? People were human beings. Just remember this, Mr. Just one thing more. Man, it's like it's like you slowed down the backwards. Did you slow the backwards no, one? It's no, all, it's all the way it came. Throw me snowfish. Like <laughs> I just that's all I can hear. Now I want to go into Audacity and just record Throw Me a Snowfish and then reverse that and see what it comes out as. Yeah. All right. Probably number four. Yeah, right. You think number four? <laughs> I'm gonna say number four. number four. All right, Mandy, what do you got? I'm gonna say number one again. Okay, and then of course uh, we have uh, Lexola thinks number three in the chat. So we're, oh. all, we're all over the place. And it is, in fact, I'll play it one more time. Say $5,000? No. People were human beings. No. Just remember this, Mr. No. Just one thing more. That's it. It's just Wow. One yeah, that's two. That you did both. I'm like super impressed. Yeah. Wow. I, I was obsessed with backmasking when I was a kid, uh, mm-hmm. not because I'm the devil, but because it's fucking cool. It is. It it's is very cool. When it, yeah, when it comes out being words on the other end, I'm like, this is the greatest thing that's ever. Yeah, happened. it's like you have <laughs> to you have to really pay attention to the beginning and the end of the sentence. Yep. So that but is- it's hard when everything he says is yeah. like H's. Well, throw me a snowfish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try that later after you guys are gone. I'm <laughs> I'm going to be here by myself, and I'm just going to be throwing snowfish all over town. All right. (laughs) That was the last game, folks. That brings us to the end of this damn thing. What we do now, Garrett, we talk about whether or not you would watch this movie again. Yeah, every year. I mean, if I can. Perfect. All right. And then, uh, Mandy, how about you? Would you watch this movie again? Yeah, I'll watch it next Christmas. Okay, perfect. Uh, For me, black and white. Black and white. Yeah, try it black and white next time. For me, I, I mean, I'm not opposed to watching it again. I probably won't search it out, but if it's on, I'm certainly not going to turn away from it. I'm glad I watched it in its entirety in one sitting all throughout today, or like for this. So that was exciting. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I need to watch it again. I get it. I, I understand what's happening here. And it's not a movie that I think I'm going to draw more from the more times. I, fuck, I watched it, what, three times, four times almost just for this. So I, I think yeah. I've been it for a little while. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely recommend people watch it if you haven't. And uh, I'm gonna, yeah, and now you have all the fun facts. So I'm going to go out on the limb <laughs> and say, watch the black and white version. Honestly, I think it's, you're going to get the better experience from it, to be, to be fair. Um, all right. So and then also we talk about. Uh, wait, we did the would you watch it again? Uh, is there any part about this movie that needs fixing? Would you fix this movie in any way? uh the old maid thing where she like he doesn't meet her so she becomes an old maid librarian um and i think i think he actually did an interview later and he was like yeah i regret that okay i i would not have made that happen you know if i made the movie today frank capra she likely would have ended up with the other sam yeah yeah Yeah. and and been probably better better Well, she would have had more money. I don't know if she would have been happy. I guess that's true. I don't want any plastics. I don't want any ground floors. She's like, all right, fine. Get the fuck out. I'm going to call this guy back. (laughs) That's what I would do. Um, I wouldn't be smashing face after that. Uh, Okay, so that's pretty much the end of the thing. Uh, Now it's time for your plugs, Garrett. What do you got coming up? What do you got going on? Anything you want to point people at in the real world? Um, Mask up get vaccinated get boosted uh let's open life again confidently um 
January is the end of Dr. Grin. So the last uh, show we have is New Year's Eve. Johnny Beaner is going to be hosting that. Johnny Beaner was on this podcast. I saw that. How was how was was that fun? It was good. It was all right. Yeah, he was pitching his podcast he's got going on. It's uh, chivalry. Nope, I don't remember what it is. Go look up Johnny Beaner. It's or listen to the episode. Uh, (laughs) I I don't really have much going on, so you know, just uh, I mean, all my uh, two my LPs have been taken off of Spotify, so Spotify can eat my asshole. Yeah, seriously. Uh, How is no one talking about this? Like, this is insane. They're just. I mean, where are the Republicans? They're censoring, they're canceling for no reason (laughs) other than people wanting to be paid. So what do you think that is? Like, why do you think they've... Okay, so here's my thought, right? When someone listens to a song, they just listen to that song, right? And if they like that song, they listen to that song over and over again. But very seldom is anyone going to go listen to an entire album, right? So if you have to pay an artist, you have to pay an artist for like one song at a time. But if someone's Mm -hmm. listening to a comedy album, they're going and they're listening to it from start to finish. And each of those tracks counts as a track right as a as a listen so yeah. i'm guessing comedians are piling up track listens from people just listening to their you know album one time through well it's not it, the same with music artists in a way i guess i don't know if that's what their issue is uh if that is it would be nice for them to communicate the right. whole issue is that they're completely silent and not saying a word about it um if that was true i mean there could be truth to that, but there's also comedy playlists. I mean, yeah. comics get features on comics playlists, and that's how people discover yeah. comics as well, going to those playlists. So when you go to the playlist and it's like, oh, that one's grayed out, grayed out, grayed out, can't play that one, can't play that one. It's like, well, why even do this? So it's like, you know, it's comedy censorship, but, you know, whatever. No one really cares. So and it, it is they, fractions of cents, yeah. and that's what we're negotiating for. Uh, and I don't have a problem with a cent a play, which you know, if you look long term, it'll add up to ten dollars, you know, but it's like fractions of cents. Even musicians are getting paid terribly. Yeah. It's it's a shit streaming model and they pay the least and it's really upsetting. Sure. But but you have to play that game like you can. I know it's for exposure. It. Right. Yeah. You have, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. that's the platform I put the most effort into and like making oh, sure my things updated and everything. And it's just annoying because there's absolutely no uh, talking from them, just completely silent. And it's like it makes you feel like dirt. Yeah. So oh, sure. I'm sorry, oh, Garrett. Go it's fine. It, go find it elsewhere. It's it's out there. Go find yeah. it elsewhere. All my albums. I'll make another one and we'll put that out. But Bullet go. Bullet oh, Biter, yeah. Bullet Biter, the MC Sessions is almost uh, two years old now. So go listen to that somewhere. There you go. Perfect. All right. The next one can be Spotify can eat my ass. <laughs> yep. That'll be the next one. Extreme uh exclusively streaming on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> uh Mandy, do you have anything you want to point people toward in the real world? Um, I, if you're local here near Kalamazoo, um, Uncle Lee's Barber Shop is collecting toys for kids. Mm. Um, and I believe that they are also looking for people to help wrap, um, presents. They do so much for the community, like their Facebook page. Um, there's, they're constantly doing stuff. So, okay. um, if you're looking to give a little bit, then, uh, you know, do that or, you know, just in general, tis the season. Right, for sure. And it, it's Unkly. It's got a weird, unique yeah. name. It's easy to find on Facebook. Just It's U-N-C-L-E-E, Unkly's Barbershop. So go check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I got a couple of shows coming up this weekend, but I don't know where they are. They're somewhere in Muskegon area. If you want to find out, come and find my Facebook page, and I'll post about them before I go. 
but it's somewhere on Friday and Saturday. I've got these are like the only shows I've had lined up, and they both lined up like one after the other. I was super excited. Got a full fucking weekend of comedy. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it, and then nothing else. So if you're a booker out there, hey, listen to me and tell all of us, any of us, we'll go do comedy at your thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, too, we are taking a couple weeks off for Christmas. This is the yeah. first break we've ever had. Yep. So the, just Christmas. if you guys, yeah, thanks. <laughs> if you guys are looking for us um, in the next couple of weeks, we We're are we coming didn't... in hot the new year. So <laughs> yes. make, make sure you stick with us. Don't don't let us fade away. Keep us in your your listings. Uh, just stay there. We'll be back in a minute. So, uh, look for us to start back up again in the new year. And otherwise, uh, we don't really have a way to end this nonsense other than thanking you again, Garrett, for being on the show. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Great movie. And then we, oh fuck, there's, uh, hold on guys. I got to play a couple of these clips. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, this one has to be played. <laughs> I couldn't get away with not playing this at some point. So. No, it's great. So, that was it. I just had to hear him do that. The <laughs> Merry Christmas, you wonderful building. Okay, so now the official last clip uh, for the episode is going to sound like this. He's making violent love to me, mother. <laughs> and don't you leave the house either. I love it. Yeah, so get out there. That's the plug for this episode. Just get out there and make some violent love. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Listen to more episodes. Come back in the new year. We'll be here again. And thank you guys so much for joining us. And that's it. Okay, bye. Bye, bye everybody. Bye.